review of the flexor tendon injuries. Um, I used the um, rehab of the handbook, um, articles, Google, and other professional textbooks out there. This is just a review um, for me, and you can refer to your other resources for further information. So flexor tendons, zone one, starts from where FDS um, tendon insert to the tip of the finger or where FDP tendon insert. Um, basically from the tip of the finger to the mid part of the, the mid uh, phalanx. That's zone one. Injuries to zone one. Um, it's called the jersey finger. The patient is unable to flex the FDP um, or the last, uh, the DIP independently. Zone two starts from A1 pulley where the MPs are in the palm of the hand all the way to where the FDS tendon insert. Zone two, it's called no man's land in order because um, usually have, um, this zone has very poor results um, of, um, repair by surgeons due to the, the mechanisms of the FTP and FDS tendons. Zone 3 uh, is in the palm of the hand uh, where the uh, lumbaricals are. Um, zone 3 starts from distal to the proximal, um, distal to the carpal tunnel from all the way to where the A1 pulley is. Um, zone Zone 4 can, um, has actually flexor tendons and um, it's in the carpal tunnel. Uh, zone 4 also has median ulnar nerves that might be injured. Um, zone 4 has a very poor results when they repair due to all the flexor tendons and nerves. Uh, zone 5, um, it starts uh, actually from where the flexor tendon, uh, retina, flexor retinaculum is all the way to the, the forearm. So there are four, five zones in the flexors and tendons of the hand. Now reviewing the, the flexor tendon system of the thumb. Zone one is at the insertion area of the FPL. So where the flexor pulse is longest insert is zone one. Zone two. Um, is where the flexor retinaculum of the thumb is. So from the neck of the metacarpal to the neck of the proximal phalanx is zone two. Zone three is uh, the thinner muscles of the hand. Zone four of the thumb um, is the area of the carpal tunnel and zone five of the thumb is anatomic area from the musculotendinous junction of the FPL to the transverse carpal ligament. So this is just uh, the review of the uh, flexor zones of the thumb and hand. Um, we, it's important to know the pulley system of the thumb that is very different from the fingers. Thumb has one oblique and two annual, um, annular pulleys. Um, and the, op the oblique pulley originates and inserts on the proximal phalanx in close association with the insertion of the adductor pollicis tendon. 
um, in the thumb, the oblique pulley is the most important pulley. Loss of the thumb oblique pulley results in decreased IP joint flexion. Uh, reviewing the healing um, of the tendons or the tissues. Um, so flexor tendons um, have two different systems of the healing. One is extrinsic, um, the other system is intrinsic. So the tissue healing happens um, when it's an extrinsic Usually during the inflammatory phase, um, the extra tendinous vascular system is um, feeding the tendons to heal it. Um, usually at this, this method causes more adhesions on the flexor tendons. The intrinsic um, is provided by synovial sheath and the vincular systems. There are two vinculars, not two vinculars, but um, two different kinds. That one is the profundus, the other one is superficialis. The vinculum profundus um, is uh, supplying blood to FDP and also FDS, and the vinculum superficialis is carrying blood supply to FDS. Um, finally, there is an vascular watershed zone of the FDP that has been identified between the longitudinal and vincular vessels at the mid-proximal phalanx level. Um, that area has a poor blood supply to the tendons and can cause more, uh, more tro troubles when they do the flexor tendon repair. So treatment of the flexor tendon injuries at the zone one, it's important to know that small finger superficialis is absent in a significant percentage of individuals. They say 25% uh, of people don't have it. So repair of the lacerated FDP tendon in a small finger is very important. Another thing we need to know with the zone one, if there's more than four weeks elapsed time since the injury happened, then the direct repair usually cannot be performed due to FTP muscle contracture and degeneration of the lacerated ends of the tendon. Also, we want to know what the quadriga syndrome is in uh, flexor tendon zone one. So there is a surgical method sometimes they use with the flexor tendon zone one. It's called the pull-out suture. And um, so the pull-out suture is the one of the preferred systems or techniques that surgeons use to repair the zone one flexor tendon. Moving on forward to flexor tendon zone two, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, zone two classically termed no man's land. Um, injuries at this zone can cause greatest technical difficulties um, in function. So the preferred technique sometimes in, uh, that the surgeons use in zone two is a volar zigzag um, incision. It's important to know the, the uh, role of the A2 and A4 pulleys in zone 2. 
Um, in Zone 2, the surgeon must understand the spiral nature of the FDS as it bifur uh, bifurcates around the profundus to reinsert on the middle phalanx at camper's chiasm. If the superficialist tendon is lacerated after its bifur bifurcation, proximal and distal ends can rotate 180 degrees in different directions. If this anatomic orientation is not corrected, then profundus tendon exertion can be less than optimal. Zone 3 um, carries a good prognosis because zone 3 is associated, uh, I'm sorry, is located out of the fibrosal cells sheath and is therefore less prone to adhesions. Um, bo both superficialist and profundus tendons should be repaired um, with the delay uh, up to three weeks or can be delayed up to three weeks if there is a delay. The surgical technique that the surgeons use is the exact approach to the palm. Zone 4 injuries, it, the zone 4 is within the carpal tunnel and this, they, um, they uh, have a very poor prognosis um, because again of the, the, uh, the tendons located in this zone and median and ulnar nerves, ulnar artery, and superficial pulmonary arch are often um, injured in this zone. Delay primary repair should be performed within three weeks of injury due to the contractions. And uh, the, the surgical technique that the surgeons use is the volar zigzag incision um, in this zone. Zone five, it's the forearm, it's in the forearm. And uh, typically um, this zone has a good prognosis um, due to the, its um, structure. And then the surgical technique in zone five is a zigzag uh, system also. Uh, going to review the flexor pulsus longus, um, kind of the, the surgical, uh, zone repair. Um, the FPL has only one vein column and no associated lumbarical muscles. Uh, thus, FPL lacerations in zone 1 and 2 are more likely to retract approximately to the palm or wrist level. Direct repair of the FPL is recommended at all levels as wound conditions permit if no more than 3 to 4 weeks have elapsed since the injury happened. Um, A1 or oblique pulley must be maintained to prevent late bowstringing. Um, so they also look to pull out suture um, to the distal phalanx by surgeons. So um, let's review some general rules when it comes to the tendon healing. Um, so it's again, it's important to know that H1 A pulleys are very important. Um, when the surgeons do the repair, if they use two strand versus four or six or eight, um, 
the goal is to,、uh, to have a strong repair that glides freely.、Um, usually, their preferred method is the epitendinous suture, which is a very strong suture. And、um, also, the overall goal for rehab for us is using a protocol that. Um, combines of the least amount of force within the greatest amount of exertion when it comes to the rehab of the flexor tendons.、Um, also, we want to know that if there is any adhesion,、um, if there is any gap, or if there is any rupture. If you're in a,、uh, doing the rehab for the flexor tendon and we do see a sudden complete loss of active flexion of the finger, immediately we need to contact the physician. But if the loss of range of motion in that finger, active range of motion is very gradual, either it's a gapping or there is an adhesion. Usually with gapping, there is associated pain.、Uh, with adhesions,、um, usually、uh, we see that fingers around the、um, PIP,、uh, it's kind of contracted. So we need to know if it's uh, this um, tendon status is due to a rupture or it's due to a gap or adhesion.、Um, when we're treating the flexor tendon, again, if adhesions are limiting our tendon glide, we need to progress. Um, at that point, but if the tendon gliding is very good, we need to protect our tendon from the rupture or gapping. Also, it's important to、um, uh, start always the motion on appropriate day. Usually, we need to read the, the、uh, physician's order. They give us their protocol and that we need to use.、Um, Uh, including function is always important. Um, always um, assess the patient's function. Education of one-handed techniques.、Um, education patient on modified ADL strategies is important. Also teaching the patient how to cope. These are some general rules to know about、uh, rehab of the flexor tendons. Let's review some of the protocols that.、Uh, We need to know, or we might see actually in the clinic.、Um, so, with、um, rehabilitation of the flexor tendons, either there is an immobilization、uh, protocol or there is a mobilization. So, usually, immobilization means like we do not start.、Um, Working on the flexor tendon, and it just、uh, takes about three to four weeks period. Then we start either active or passive motion. When do we use the immobilization for the flexor tendon? Usually, if there is children, so there is a flexor tendon that is young. Usually, it's like、uh, under ten or twelve years.、Um, Old of age,、um, and if the patient of a flexor tendon is cognitively not intact,、um, let's say there is some、uh, cognitively impaired with the patient or client, we need to use immobilization technique. Also, the third criteria to use immobilization technique is a patients who are non-compliant.、Uh, that includes、uh, the drug addicts, patients, the ones that committed suicide.、Um, 
and they're not compliant patients. So always remember, there are three criteria that immediately um, tell us that we need to use the immobilization technique or protocol for the flexor tendon. One is uh, we do have a young patient. Of course, they're not going to be compliant very much. Second, if the patient is not cognitively there, and then the third is uh, patients who are not compliant, they have a history of uh, suicide or um, also the drug addicts. So with other protocols that we want to know, other um, they use um, active or passive. Um, if we use um, a passive protocol, we we, we know that when we passively bend the finger, um, who, um, the finger, we, um, that passive motion pushes the tendon. And then when we actively open that uh, bend, uh, bend finger, um, that action pulls the tendon distally. So we also need to uh, know that. So let's review of some of the protocols that uh, we might see in the clinic. Modified Doran. Um, modified Doran is a passive protocol. Um, so with modified Doran, uh, we do have a dorsal block orthosis. Um, what we actually do with this uh, technique, um, so we make a, the, a dorsal block orthosis for the patient and um, passive protected digital um, extension. Um, so we do um, passively bend the, the finger and we have the patient to actively open that finger within the orthosis limit. So that's why we call this um, passive protocol. And uh, this protocol causes three to five millimeter glide. Um, we do have another protocol that is a passive protocol and it's called the Kleinert. Um, we haven't really seen this protocol very much because um, this protocol, they say it causes more PAPDIP joint contractures because of course this protocol has rubber bands and also uh, we do make a dorsal block with rubber bands. So that's called the Kleinert protocol. Um, there is another protocol that uh, we do use two orthosis for the patient. One is a dorsal block and then there's also a hinge orthosis. And um, in this protocol, we use um, place and hold method and or synergistic motion um, the person who kind of uh, recommended this protocol is Strickland and Cannon um, also this protocol is seen uh, it's called Indiana protocol there is another one that we might see and um, with this protocol the wrist is not placed in extend uh, inflection so remember with the passive protocols we have like a modified Duran and Kleinerd um, if you pay attention the wrist position is in flexion in, a, in an Indiana protocol or the Strickland that is based on active place um, and hold also we do have a hinged orthosis with this protocol 
which is called the minimal active tension, M-A-M-T-T, that you might actually see in the clinic and a physician's order. Um, the wrist is in a 20 degree of wrist extension, um, so it's not in flexion, it's in 20 degrees wrist extension, 83 MP flexion, 75 PAP flexion, and 40 degrees of DAP flexion. Um, this minimal active tendon tension is um, mentioned by a group of physicians called Evans and Thompson. But it's just important to know that M-A-M-T-T uh, placed the rest in extension. In, um, there's also um, another uh, protocol that is called the limiting force during active motion. So basically, we still make a dorsal blocking splint for the wrist, uh, for the hand, depends on what the physician's order is. Uh, we use our um, other hand or have the patient to use the sound hand um, to place it on the on on um, injured hand and have the patient to bend the fingers uh, with the limit of um, w- that we give them. So um, also there are protocols like Belfast, Belfast and Sheffield, um, other protocol, but we, we can uh, you can find it in your professional textbooks. With the Belfast, um, also there is like a dorsal block, um, uh, but uh, with this protocol, so the wrist they put it in flexion, and uh, they start moving the finger actively, passively. Um, we want to know about the growth uh, or growth progressive forces protocol that uh, this protocol is um, protocol is not any uh, doesn't have any time limit it's like a pyramid protocol that we want to know it starts with passive protected extension then place and hold active fist um, hook and straight fist uh, joint blocking restricted fist restricted hook in a straight and restricted blocking uh, what is the valent or w-a-l-a-n-t method it's called the wide awake local anesthesia in no tourniquet system um, it's a very new technique that the surgeons use during the flexor tendon repair um, usually they notice that there is less rupture with using this technique uh, fewer um, tenolysis reported um, more confidence they have 90 minutes to educate patient during this technique and uh, they can make decisions in the operating room with the patient um, with their team so um, briefly I'm gonna talk about um, the FPL repair FBO repair has greater restrictions than other fingers because usually FPL repair of the thumb has high rupture rate. Um, the orthosis that we make for the FPL repair place the wrist in a 30 degree of flexion 
thumb is abducted to 30 to 35 degree and IP is um, into actually zero uh, flexion or extension, so that's zero. And every week in order to progress, um, we move, um, we ask the patient to move the thumb a little bit more every time, every week. Um, like the first week we ask the patient to bring the thumb uh, to the middle finger um, the following week after that um, bring the thumb to the ring finger and then also the, after that uh, more movements of uh, more active movement of the flexor tendon so um, so these are just a short summary of uh, the protocols that we might actually see or in the clinic or work with in the clinic um also uh, we want to know about the tenolysis um uh, we want to know how to treat it uh, usually after any tenolysis we want to treat the tendon just like a freshly new we put tendon and it's important also to know about the stage reconstruction surgery um stage reconstruction surgery um, has two stage actually stage one and two stage one they uh, place a rod that actually uh, working as a pulley um, reconstruction and, and there is no tendon to protect at this stage maximum passive range of motion are maintained at stage two with the stage reconstruction method uh, they do implant a tendon uh, and then they start using the protocols um, 